Welcome to the Maximizing Outcomes Podcast, brought to you by Jim McGovern and the McGovern Wealth Group. Achieving bigger and better results with money, family, and business isn't about creating a bigger to-do list for yourself. It's about who can help you create results without you having to do all the work. Listen as we provide uncommon perspectives, powerful resources, and experienced people that can help you maximize outcomes in your life. Let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to Maximizing Outcomes with Jim McGovern. Jim, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I am so excited. Uh, audience, this is Jim's inaugural podcast. This is his very first podcast. This is where I really get to... Uh, ask him a ton of questions. The first half or a little bit more are going to be about Jim's history in business, kind of what drew him to this industry. And also then the the last part of the podcast, I'm going to ask him some personal questions just to so you can get to know him as a human being. He's a great guy. And, and I think you're going to find that throughout this entire podcast. Uh, Jim, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right. Well, I'm excited. Let's get started. So why did you decide to get into financial services? Why are you in this industry, Jim? Yeah, it's a great question. So growing up, my dad was a business owner, and it was just great to see you know, the guy I looked up to. He's my dad's my personal hero, him and my mom. But, but just get to see the ups and downs of what it's like to live the life of an entrepreneur. You know, my mom and my dad were both very open about money and business, and we had a lot of business conversations at the kitchen table. It was just very natural growing up. So I took an interest in business and finance at a really young age. And I just naturally enjoy people. So uh, as I got a little bit older and you know, went to college, I knew I wanted to be a business major, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really clear on my direction at that point. And it wasn't until I took my first course in economics that I started to get a better sense of what I wanted to do once I graduated. So I, I really loved economics and I didn't want to uh, drop my business major, so I decided to add economics as a second major. But it was really my Uncle John who helped connect the dots for me because he's the one who introduced me to this industry. Mm -hmm. And I saw the way he worked with economics and business and people and kind of connected all the dots. And for me, it just clicked right away. And I made the decision my senior year of college to get into this industry at that time because I knew... It's like a flash of lightning. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and you and I have spoken off air. Uh, and so I've gotten the benefit of getting to know you that way where the audience hasn't yet. And this is their chance. But I know that you started your career back in 2002. And you've been doing this for you know 20 plus years now. And not to mention the fact that there's been some really interesting times in this service industry in these last 20 years. Tell us a little bit about how your career has evolved over these last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it's been a great ride. I mean, when I started in this business, uh, I really knew that what I wanted to provide for my clients was a comprehensive wealth management experience. Mm -hmm. And I knew that in order to deliver that, I have to become a lifelong student of this industry. So right after I got out of school and you know, earned all my licenses, I, I knew it'd be very important to go get some professional designations. So I, as soon as I was eligible, I entered the Certified Financial Planner uh, curriculum to get that designation, got that early in my career, and then quickly moved on to become a chartered financial consultant. But I really made the decision to dive into some of the more technical areas of finance and some of the lesser known areas of specialization. So for example, uh, I made the decision to work with lots of families who have a member of the family that has uh, a disability. I've really worked on uh, developing my knowledge in, in helping business owners protect and grow and ultimately exit their company. 
So um, I've just noticed those are some underserved areas in our field and able to, to dive in and offer a high degree of specialization. Jim, I know that you've spoke about lifelong, being a lifelong student, and I'm going to get back to that here in just a few minutes. But before I do that, I, most people, I find when I speak with them, they've had some mentors along the way. They've had some people that have really influenced their life. You spoke about your uncle earlier that really helped you out. Have there been other people in, in, in your career that have really kind of helped make you who you are today? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely would not be where I am today if it wasn't for some other really amazing people uh, coming into my life and really taking me under their wing and, and really teaching me this business. So I was fortunate enough to be led by some people that I would consider industry giants, and it really accelerated my growth in this business and accelerated my learning curve. So I've always been grateful for that. I, I've never forgotten that. And I've always felt a great desire to give back to my community, give back to the industry. So mm -hmm. I, I do spend a lot of time teaching other professionals. So right now I'm, I'm lucky I, I lead a very highly skilled team of professionals, but I always find time to continue to give back to the industry. I'm a frequent speaker at industry events. Uh, I do a lot of training and mentoring to other advisors, uh, not just in the Pittsburgh area where I live, but throughout the country. All right, Jim. So the name of the podcast is Maximizing Outcomes. What's the meaning behind that name? Yeah, great question. You know, I've just Reflecting back over my career, I, I have spent who knows how many hours, countless hours, just talking with clients about their life and their family, their careers, their money, their business. And the conversations always go way beyond the topic of money. So when I meet with people for the first time, uh, it's pretty common that, that people have some specific goals in mind. And uh, there's definitely some concerns, there's questions that they have that they want to make sure that they have a chance to address. But it's not always easy to think about the future. Mm -hmm. It's just not natural for a lot of people to think holistically and see how so many areas of life and money intersect with each other. Yeah. So I've just found that it's easier sometimes to think in terms of outcomes that we want because that can help us to cut through a lot of the noise and the clutter. Because I feel like it's my job, it's my team's job to help people think bigger. We want to help them see things that they otherwise wouldn't know themselves or wouldn't be able to see for themselves. And we want to help them get clear about what their outcomes in life could be. So if I can help somebody make progress or avoid having problematic outcomes, or they can work towards improved outcomes, then I feel like I've done my job. So maximizing outcomes is a lot more than just the name of this podcast. It's really the central theme of the thought leadership that we provide our clients with. Well, Jim, as you know, I, I've worked with uh, financial professionals in the service industry for a very long time. And a lot of them want better outcomes for their clients, right? They want them to live a good life, so on and so forth. But maximizing outcomes sounds a little bit deeper to me. So much of the information that people get now is how to invest or what type of account they should put their money in. So what's different about your approach? So this is where my experience of not just working with clients, but also training and mentoring thousands of other professionals throughout the industry has really come in handy because what I've noticed is that so much of the training that financial professionals receive is really geared towards the what we call the how-tos and the where-tos. Like mm -hmm. you mentioned, like how do I invest? Uh, where should I put my money? Uh, how should I be paying down my debts? These are all important questions, but because most financial professionals are very passionate about the how-tos and the where-tos, they tend to 
communicate with their clients the exact same way. So, I mean, just think about the educational system. Uh, if you think about an elementary school, it's important for children to learn how to tell what time it is, mm-hmm. right? Much more so than it is to teach them how the watch works, True. right? And that's a lot of times what I find in the just the educational paths that financial professionals uh, take and what they receive is that it's so much into the weeds and the details. Uh, and I think a lot of times people lose sight of what the bigger, more important questions should be. So oftentimes clients might be getting the right answers to the wrong questions. And mm-hmm. I've just seen that a lot, of the, a lot of the communication that clients receive, it's overwhelming. And it creates a lot of tasks and you have this long to-do list, and a lot of the things that people know they need to do, they just they never get implemented. So the outcomes that the client may experience in a lot of areas of life could be way less than ideal if they just thought about things differently. I think too much of the burden is placed on the client's shoulders to go out and implement and take care of, uh, and I think there should just be different questions that, that people are, are asking. All right. Well, that leads me to my next question then. What question should a client be asking? So the question that the client in our eyes really should be asking is a question of who, not how. So they should be thinking in terms of the outcomes that they want in their life. Mm. And I'm going to reference a book that uh, I think is an excellent book. It's actually called Who, Not How. Uh, And this is written by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And for those of you who don't know who Dan Sullivan is, he's arguably one of the top entrepreneurial coaches in the world. And this book, it's really geared towards entrepreneurs, but I think anybody who's looking to accomplish more in their life should either read the book or at least listen to the audiobook, Because this is one of the single most influential books that I've read in my professional life. And it's something that our team embraces at our, at our core. Okay. And Instead of asking yourself how to do everything and trying to do everything on your own, this is about thinking in terms of who can help me create the results that I want. So let me give you an example of who, not how, in action. This is a bit extreme, but I'm going to go with anyway. All right. (laughs) All right. So I just want you to just imagine, Eric, that you're in a nice restaurant. Mm -hmm. You're having a great meal. You're with close friends or family. But... All of a sudden, you start choking. What's the outcome that you want at this moment? <laughs> Not a survive? trick question, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd, I'd like to stop choking. How about that? Right. I'd say the, the outcome is all you want at this moment is to be able to breathe again. Yes. Is that fair? Uh, absolutely. All right. Does it really matter if you know how to do the Heimlich Maneuver? Well, I'm, I'm hoping somebody else knows how to do the Heimlich <laughs> right. Maneuver. because <laughs> Yeah, this isn't the time to you know, do a quick search Google on the it, internet, yeah. read some articles, <laughs> watch a video. So even if you know how to do the Heimlich Maneuver or you've read up on it, do you really want to be a do-it-yourselfer at this critical moment in your life? Yeah, no, I, I don't trust myself to be yeah. to be that level headed in that moment because it's a piece right. of steak. I'm just going to tell you right now, it's a big chunk of steak right. that I'm choking Most on. Most people, yeah, that's exactly right. Most people are not in a do-it-yourself mode in this moment. Yeah. So again, if you pass out from lack of oxygen, doesn't matter if you know how to do CPR if you pass out. Yeah. So what you really want, what you really need at this moment, is another human being. You need a who. Mm-hmm. So who around you can perform what you need expertly? Right? I don't want somebody to say, hey, I, I, I think I heard how to do this 
how to, you know, how to do the Heimlich maneuver. No, I want somebody who ideally knows exactly what they're doing. They perform this over and over and over again for other people. That's, mm-hmm. that's my best bet. I want that who in my life right now. Heck yeah. So this who, not how, again, this is a central theme to how we operate our business. And this is how we're going to add value in this podcast. So, of course, we're going to talk about topics to educate our clients, right, to educate our audience. You're certainly going to learn a lot about how things work. But more importantly, we want our audience to learn who can they go to as a professional resource. So if we just focus on how, that's going to leave people, in my opinion, to just be overwhelmed. The task list is going to keep growing. It's going to get longer and longer. And a lot of the really important things will never be fully addressed. So it is a lot more freeing to discover a topic and then work with a skilled who to get things done better, faster, uh, less burden, less mistakes, right? So you can go focus on other more exciting areas of life. So we're going to be tapping into a very vast network of relationships that we've established over the 20 years that I've been doing this. We're going to bring these people to the table during these episodes. And those are two central themes that I want people to keep in mind as we go through this podcast is that we're going to be talking about how do you maximize outcomes and who can be a resource. Yeah. And that's, that is so important for the audience to hear because what you're basically saying is that you don't know everything and you collaborate with others so that this stuff can get done. That's right. Yeah. Collaboration is key. I mean, I, I've always collaborated extensively with other professionals because, you know, I can't know everything. It's, it'd be impossible. But we can surround ourselves with other highly skilled people and everyone focus on their unique abilities. And we can deliver an incredible amount of value and, and again, help people achieve much greater outcomes in their life, which is the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody wants to work with you, how do you deliver this philosophy to your clients? I mean, it, it sounds like there's a lot to it. I mean, you broke it down very simplistically, which I love. But when you're talking to them, how do you kind of describe this to them? Yeah, so this is like the old saying that Rome was not built in the day. Mm-hmm. It was built brick by brick. And that's the same thing here. We're looking more at making progress than perfection. All right, We can't get everything accomplished instantaneously. It's a process. So fortunately, we have boiled this down into three distinct initial processes or processes, depends on what part of the country you're from, when we're working with our clients directly. So each one is carried out in a very logical, step-by-step fashion. It's not overwhelming. We actually make it pretty darn simple for people. So when you think about it, there's really three different types of overall situations that we find people in when we meet them. There are people that are in the what we call the wealth accumulation phase of life. This is the age in life anywhere from a recent graduate up to the age of the early to mid-50s. This is the time of life where you're trying to balance uh, growing your career, raising a family, paying down debts, trying to save for the future. So there's a lot going on there. So we have a process that step-by-step walks somebody through exactly how to accelerate their progress. But once you cross over that age of the early to mid-50s, You may still be in this wealth accumulation phase, but now the eye starts to move a little bit more towards retirement. You're not that far off from walking away from your paychecks, either partially or completely, or perhaps you're already retired. So there's just a separate set of issues and concerns that we have to work through. So we have an entire process dedicated for people in that phase of life. 
So if you're not in the wealth accumulation phase of life or the wealth distribution phase of life, then it's probably because you're in that third scenario, which is you happen to own a business. Mm. So you're still trying to accumulate and distribute wealth personally, but you also have another balance sheet to worry about. You have another, you have a company to deal with. Yeah. And how do you grow that company? How do you protect the value of it? How do you someday exit the company on your terms? So it's just an, an additional process that's geared towards those people specifically. So again, those are the, the three main paths. But like I mentioned earlier, we have a large number of families that we work with that have a member of the family. They have a child or they have a, a sibling. Uh, or even a parent that has uh, some sort of a disability or special needs. So we have an enhanced parallel process to each of these that is dedicated to the very unique planning techniques that these families absolutely need to know. Uh, and we're going to be spending quite a few episodes, especially early on in this podcast, just bringing some really high-powered resources to the table because that's one of the areas of finance that, again, I think it gets the least amount of attention. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So let's talk about your ideal client, because you've spoken about a few different folks that you work with. But if I was to ask you, who is your ideal client, how would you answer that? So this is interesting because, you know, I've worked with industry consultants and coaches throughout my entire career. And Mm -hmm. I would say in almost every interaction, I have been told that I need to establish a minimum asset level or a minimum income level or a specific net worth. And, you know, we've just never done it for one reason or another. It just never felt right to us because our criteria is more about the quality of the person that we're working with than anything else. So the first thing that we look for is whether or not somebody's coachable. You know, Mm. do they have an open mind? Are they willing to learn? Do they want a who in their life to work with? Because if they already know everything or they just aren't coachable, it really doesn't matter what their income or net worth is yeah. or what the details are of their situation, right? It's going to be frustrating for them. It's going to be frustrating for us. So this is part of the reason why I have a team, but it's also part of the reason why I'm part of a much larger organization because we don't have to have these minimums and asset levels. If you're a good person and you're open-minded and you want to learn, then great. Uh, you may be working with me directly or one of my team members. But if my immediate team can't help you, we've got, a, again, a vast network of other who's who, who can work with you. So mm-hmm. you know, on my team, it's, it's natural. I've, I've been at this for quite some time. I've developed a lot of different areas of specialization. I tend to work with the most complex situations in the team. But again, we've got a very deep bench of talent. So again, if, if someone's the right person, then they absolutely, we have room uh, for them in our, uh, in our clientele. Fantastic. All right, so how do you meet new clients then? So the vast majority of our clients are introduced to us either by other clients because they've gone through our process, they've experienced tremendous benefits, and they recognize there's other people in their life that deserve to learn the same things that they just learned. Uh, We also get introduced to new clients through other professionals in our network. So we are very passionate about educating our clients. So it's very common for us to do a speaking engagement or to do a webinar Mm -hmm. and have people uh, visit our website or just reach out to us after the meeting or after the the speaking engagement and just ask to to talk one-on-one. So we publish a fair amount of content online. So, uh, you know, some folks will just come across some of our content and they'll just go to our website and say, Hey, can we, can we have a chat? You know, can we spend, you know, 30 to 60 minutes? I want to describe my situation and and see if you guys can help me. So, um, yeah, so our office is based in Pittsburgh and, you know, we have a lot of clients that will just come visit us in the office 
But thanks to technology, we have about half of our clientele is spread out throughout the United States. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jim, because I know that you, your office is based in Pittsburgh, uh, but with technology, you can work nationwide. And this podcast is worldwide, uh, so that's great. It's gonna, it can reach anybody in any state. If somebody from an, you know, any of these states calls in, are you able to work with them? Is that, is that something that's easy to do? We are. So this is, this is a great question because we started doing virtual meetings back around somewhere around, I think around 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. because we had a lot of clients that were saying to us, hey, this is great. I happen to be in Pittsburgh, but I've got a family member in a different part of the country. Can you help them? So we had to do some research and discover that, yeah, there's technology out there that allows you to work with people that are anywhere. So uh, when the pandemic hit, it was natural for us. It was like another day in the office. Yeah, We already built our practice around virtual meetings. So yeah, yeah any of the 50 states, wherever somebody's located, we can work with them. And it's pretty easy to do. Fantastic. All right. Well, we talked about education earlier, uh, but mainly about your your designations and a little bit of stuff that you do. And I'm going to ask you about that in a minute, just to kind of expand on it. But what kind of education do you provide? I mean, I know that's also one of the main reasons you started the podcast. So this is going to be uh, one outlet for education, but what else do you do? So our client planning process itself is incredibly educational. Uh, And that's because it's highly interactive. So that's why we take our time. We meet over the course of several meetings and we want active participation in these meetings. So this is not a situation where we gather some information and we put together a, you know, a, a PDF document and start flipping through page by page. All the tools and calculators that we use are designed to be interactive with our clients so they can learn better. Nice. So they don't just take somebody's opinion or somebody's word for it. We can start to model things out and they can start to discover where some things are more effective than others. So that really deepens people's understanding. It allows them to make much more confident decisions. But there's also the ongoing reviews that we do. People's lives are constantly evolving and changing. Our industry is constantly changing. So it's important to stay in contact and continue to update and review and, and stay on track. But you know, again, we also do a lot of webinars. We do workshops. Uh, we have a lot of white papers we produce, articles. And this podcast is just another educational offering that we've come up with. So we have an enormous amount of resources available at our fingertips. So if somebody's looking to learn, you know, we, we can give them a lot of great content and, and help them to grow in terms of knowledge. Great. All right, let's get back to your education. What kind of educational background do you and your team have? Because I know that you've got a, a robust team. And how do you stay current with that knowledge? That's, that's another good question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a never-ending battle, especially with the, with the uh, speed at which things are changing these days. But... Uh, As I mentioned earlier, I'm a certified financial planner. I'm also a chartered financial consultant. I earned a designation called the CEXP, which is an exit planning designation for Hmm. business owners. But we have other members of the team that are also CFPs and CHFCs. Uh, We have two MBAs on the team, wealth management advisors on the team. But again, that's just my, my internal team. But at our disposal, we're part of a larger organization called Lifetime Financial Growth, which has about 275 professionals with various areas of expertise. So if there's something that my team internally doesn't have specialization in, we have, again, a deep bench of people we can pull into the relationship with our clients to get that extra extra level of knowledge that we may not have internally. Okay. But, you know, everybody in the group, we're all part of 
study groups. We're part of, uh, we go to national educational events. Uh, I actually serve on a national teaching faculty. So, uh, yeah, we, we try to stay as cutting edge as humanly possible. All right. Well, I promise the audience we're going to shift this podcast a little bit to some personal questions, and that's the time we're at. You ready for this? Uh, I'm ready. This All is, right. for me, the most awkward part, but that, that's okay. <laughs> I like to make it as awkward as possible, Jim. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Um, when you're not working, this is easy. When you're not working, what do you do for fun? So I'm a passionate golfer. I've been golfing since I was a little kid. Uh, I've actually played college golf. Uh, well, still. So get out there and uh, play. I'm currently a plus one handicap, so still playing at a fairly high level. Nice. But absolutely love to travel, love to spend time with my wife, Christina, and my two kids, Molly and Chloe, and stay active. And we're, we're active people. Love to run, hike, bike, you name it. Just don't like to sit still for too long. All right. Sounds good. I love to ask this question of, of folks. What's one thing that most people don't know about you? This is a funny one because I'm a golfer, but I'm colorblind. Really? And everyone's always like, what do you mean you're colorblind? They start asking me, can you see this color? Of course. Can you see that color? It's like, yeah, I, I see colors. I just don't know if they're the same way you see them, right? Yes. So I'm red and green colorblind, so my dad and my brother think it's funny when we play golf to throw red tees on the uh, tee box, which is green grass. And for some yeah. reason, my eyes don't pick that up very well, so I can't find the tee. They get a good laugh out of it. I just get frustrated. So, that's, Well, uh, we have something in common because I'm red, green, colorblind. And, uh, How about that? I didn't know yeah. that about you. Yeah, We're no, learning so together you're... here. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's the same thing every time. Like, what, so what, what color is this? I, I know it's blue. Would you stop asking me that question? I mean, come on. I mean, yes, that's yeah. yellow. I get that. But heaven forbid I have to find blue socks in my sock drawer with the black ones in there too. Because if they're close together, oh, gee, many Christmas. It's so hard to tell colors apart at that point. That, that's when I it's ask bad. the wife for help. <laughs> yeah, my, my grandfather was colorblind, and he was so bad to the point he literally could not match his outfits at all like he had to have other people doing it for him so i'm fortunate that i've at least learned somewhat what goes together that's right i'm going to start writing on some of my socks i think all right um so like we said earlier this this podcast is nationwide so i want to ask you this who should be listening to this podcast so i think it's it's people who are looking for some uncommon perspectives on money life business but it's people who are really looking to learn more and people who want to discover other people that can help them get the results that they're after. So again, we're going to talk a lot about how in this podcast, but more importantly, I want people to meet other people who can take them further faster. And if you're looking for that, then this is the podcast for you. All right. Fantastic. And the last question is this, how can people get a hold of you when they listen to this and they get some information, they get a little nugget. They're like, you know what? This is somebody I want to talk to. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, we're always open to communications with people. So an easy way to get a hold of us is just to email us, and that's at info at mcgovernwealth.com. Or you can also visit our website, which is www.mcgovernwealth.com. There's a section on there to send us a message and reach out that way. And yeah, we put those buttons up there for a reason. So if you have an idea, a thought, a question, reach out. And myself or one of my team members will get back to you as soon as we can and, and be a resource for you. All right, Jim, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be on this journey with you. Thank you so much for allowing me to participate in this podcast and, and be here with you. I, I know that I'm going to be learning a lot right along with the audience. And I, I believe the next podcast that we're going to do, we're actually going to be talking about what it looks like to make contact with your team. Just like you were, you're giving the contact information, what does it look like when somebody calls in or, or somebody emails in? So I'm, I'm excited to get into that content. 
And uh, our last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Maximizing Outcomes podcast with Jim McGovern. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, which I know you haven't because this is the very first one, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at McGovern Wealth Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Maximizing Outcomes podcast, brought to you by Jim McGovern and the McGovern Wealth Group. Be sure to follow the show to be notified when new episodes become available. To suggest a topic or guest for a future episode, or learn more about how we can help to maximize outcomes in your life, visit our website at www.mcgovernwealth.com. This podcast is intended for general public use and is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or McGovern Wealth Group, and opinions stated are their own. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities, LLC, is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Jim McGovern is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS. Member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. McGovern Wealth Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. CA Insurance License Number. 0F67329 AR Insurance License Number 7119103 California Insurance License Number 0F67329 Arkansas Insurance License Number 7119103 Number 2022-133624 expires April 2024